0: at a difficult time for those of us who just want to eat. We may sit at our own dinner table thinking about what to eat from our own kitchen, that new supplement, or even the new supposed superfood. Welcome to Foodology Radio, a student run radio show where you can hear the science and nutrition, receive dietary tips, have your own personal nutrition questions answered, and so much more.
1: Welcome to Foodology Radio. This is your host, Michelle.
0: And I'm the other host, Aaron. And it's good to be back from the, well, a very long hiatus from the show. Ever since the whole coronavirus situation started up, it's been really hard to record the way we traditionally have done it. But we're trying to find a new format of doing things. And so far, the way we're doing it right now um, is working out so far. So we at least have a method of doing it. But it's good to be back with you guys after such a long hiatus, uh, just with the whole COVID situation. But how you been doing, Michelle? I know it's been all crazy with this.
1: Good, good. I've been busy, but it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been super, super insane with the whole coronavirus situation. A lot of events have been canceled. A lot of things had to be changed. Um, the radio station included, but... Hopefully we're all doing fairly well outside, hopefully you're all staying at home, hopefully you're all using proper hand hygiene um, to try to limit the spread of this as much as possible, and uh, hopefully you're all doing really well. But we understand that uh, during this time of quarantine a lot of you may have uh, difficulty with nutrition, which I personally think this would be a very interesting time to be studying nutrition habits within the public. Just given that we're all in, pretty much in home all day, really.
1: Right. Like I think this is a a good time to learn more about nutrition because I've been I've been cooking more since being at home more.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of restaurants are closed for right now. Um, some are reopening up back up to have the dining halls outside or the dining place outside. But um, now is probably one of the better times to learn how to learn. Uh, nutrition topics, especially how to cook home-cooked meals, uh, just given that you're inside all the time. And, yeah, that kind of sways us into the next Nutrition in the News. So I'm I'm sure you guys are very excited to get back Nutrition into the News or hear us talk about it.
1: So our Nutrition in the News for this episode is just some food and nutrition tips by the WHO, or the World Health Organization, about... um, Self-quarantining, so tips for if you got sick, if you got corona, if you got the rona, then... (laughs) The rona? (laughs) Yeah, these are just some helpful tips to help you stay healthy while you're sick.
0: Yeah, so the first recommendation by the WHO, which I actually pretty like, is make a plan. Um, So pretty much to avoid over-purchasing, which I know was a very big thing with toilet paper, apparently... When this whole outbreak started uh, a lot of people were bulking up on toilet paper but they recommend to just buy what you just need and to avoid over purchasing uh, this is a good recommendation overall it's a lot of people tend to overbuy their produce anyway i mean if you're like my friend's parents and if you're listening to this you know who you are or if you're like my parents we tend to overbuy buy uh, produce and it tends to always go bad with it uh, when you just let it sit there all day
1: Yeah, this isn't the zombie apocalypse, so as long as you have food for a week or so, you'll be good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so the world's, even though it feels like it's ending, you gotta keep in consideration that it's likely going to be for about a year or two until everything gets back to normal, but during the meantime, uh, it is good to be mindful of how much you already have back in your own house, uh, just to prevent food spoilage, and over Purchasing goods also has the uh, consequence that a lot of people don't often think about of uh, just uh, having fewer resources for those who need it and unequal distribution of resources. So like with the toilet paper situation, a lot of us couldn't find toilet paper, even if we needed it, just because people were hoarding it.
1: Yeah, I remember waking up at 7 a.m. to go to Vons just because that's the only time they would oh, restock toilet paper. 7? Really? <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Or we have situations where you have to wake up at 7 a.m. and be a trooper. Just to buy toilet paper because, you know, everyone is going to buy it if you wait too long.
1: Yeah, just be mindful of other people. But I think most of us have probably calmed down by now and realized like, oh, the grocery store is still open.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like most of us have, unless you're like my parents who are, I swear, have like are still buying toilet paper, even though we have like a whole garage of it. Um, but that's another conversation.
1: So, the next tip is to prepare home cooked meals. So, we kind of talked about this earlier. Like, I've been preparing more home cooked meals since quarantine just because we have more time. Um, I actually haven't made quarantine banana bread yet, though. <laughs>
0: quarantine banana bread. That's interesting. Banana bread. I see. How do you make banana bread? I've been.
1: I don't know because it. I just... haven't made it, but I feel like I've seen a lot of people make banana bread during quarantine.
0: Interesting. Actually, that's a good idea. I should make that. But yeah, with the home-cooked meal situation, obviously, like I said before, it is unprecedented time for us to just be at home uh, compared to usual. So you, you can use this time to find a recipe or make that recipe that you've been meaning to make this whole time but never had time to make. Now you have time to make it. And besides the point of exploration, adventurous um, activities and finding new uh, foods to make, um, home-cooked meal, Meals also tend to be healthier uh, for you compared to their dying out counterparts, um, especially if those dying out counterparts are typically uh, fat food joints, and they tend to also be cheaper out compared to just dying out. So you can actually explore, make healthier food choices, and actually save money at the same time uh, while you're trying to uh, make that meal that you never had time to make before.
1: Yeah, when you're cooking your own meals, you're controlling how much um, seasonings or whatever you're putting into it rather than like restaurants, that are, they'll fill it with salt, fat, and sugar.
0: Yeah, so you're also able to have uh, more awareness of what you're putting into your food and you can have better control of uh, what goes into your food as well. So on top of food delivery, uh, food, or not food delivery, on top of home-cooked meals, I'm being ahead of myself, Uh, Food delivery, on the other hand, can also be um, an option for some of us, um, although home cooking should be prioritized um, as stated previously. But some cities still offer food delivery options if you do opt to eat out. And obviously, if if you are going to eat out, that's obviously going to be a safer choice um, compared to going to the restaurant, Uh, just to limit um, human contact, so to say. And have a contactless option so you eat at home instead of having to go to the restaurant yourself.
1: Yeah, there's many contactless options. If you're ordering takeout, you can go ahead and pick it up, of course. But if you're sick, you might not want to do that. Um, DoorDash or whatever you use can just drop it off at your door without having contact with the delivery person at all. So that's an option for takeout.
0: Or Grubhub or uh, Postmates. Uh, if you've been getting spammed by those Postmates ads that I see constantly. But that's just me.
1: Yeah, and if you're if you're grocery shopping, you can also have food delivery oh, yeah. as well. I've been using um, Thrive Market. You can get um, a free Thrive Market subscription if you're a student, by the way, if you didn't know that. And I also like using Imperfect Foods sometimes for mm. fresh produce.
0: Yeah, and there's also... I didn't think about that. There's also... Um, So even if you wanna limit contact with grocery shopping, you can also have services, like Food Cart I think is one of them, but I know there's some other services that can go to the grocery store for you. Instacart. Instacart, yeah, my bad. Um, Yeah, those are also good options if you can't go out on yourself or by yourself. So if you're like 80 years old you're 70 years old or you know someone is um, 70 years old and they're concerned about catching the virus, um, that's also a really, really good option for them. Uh, You get the home-cooked meal portion and you also have a contactless options
1: yeah just make sure to wash all your produce and like sanitize the boxes and your hands wash your hands often if you are yeah, going yeah. grocery shopping or getting it delivered
0: yeah and that goes with um grocery store delivery the food delivery um i don't know, that goes with grocery store delivery produce delivery and also if you're eating out like food delivery through like the local uh, dine-out another thing to be conscious of is portion sizes so Um, A lot of us are at home a lot of the time, so our portion sizes throughout the day may be a little bit bigger um, if we're just not used or if we relied on the structure of our day to keep us from having um, too large a portion sizes. So obviously uh, being home all day can have you have a a lack of obligations towards other activities and can promote overeating if you're susceptible to it. So it's important to find appropriate sizes for your dishes and to be conscious of this uh, while you do Uh, make your home-cooked meals, or while you are ordering food delivery outside.
1: Yeah, it can be really easy to overeat when you're at home all day, um, just because we get bored, so find some, like, quarantine activities to do, fill up your time instead of filling it with eating out of boredom.
0: So, the next guideline or next recommendation is also uh, food safety, so... As Michelle previously hinted on before, um, when it came to delivery options, to make sure to wash your vegetables, wash the, or sanitize the box, uh, just to be safe with it. But uh, you, you should also be following the usual food safety protocols, such as like, washing your hands, washing your utensils, and also washing or like, cleaning your kitchen every once in a while. Also separating raw and cooked foods. So especially when it comes to meats and fresh produce, um, you wanna separate the raw foods from the cooked foods. Uh, just to prevent cross contaminations you also want to cook your food thoroughly so um, if you can cook your food if just to kill the um, the bacteria in it or the um, in it just to prevent uh, food poisoning that's always a good thing just cook your food thoroughly again especially if you're cooking meats also keeping food at a safe temperature so like below 5 degrees celsius or below or above 60 degrees celsius so essentially Uh, freeze your food or keep your food at a hot temperature just to prevent uh, bacterial growth in your foods and again to lower the risk of food poisoning.
1: Yeah, so if you have ever taken like a food safety class or like if you're a nutrition student like us, you probably already know most of these like safety tips. But in general, yeah, these are the guidelines to prevent uh, many common foodborne diseases.
0: Yeah, so obviously like these are general good Habits to follow in general, but especially during uh, the coronavirus pandemic that we're going through right now, this is even more important to go through these protocols um, as you hopefully should be anyway. The another important point would also be to consume more fiber. So there's also another general point that's good for the general public even during outside the pandemic. But uh, this is again with the portion sizes. This kind of relates to portion sizes with uh, just. Uh, fiber helping you feel more full so it can help you prevent from overeating and of course you get uh, fiber from whole plant foods so like whole grains beans um, uh, legumes like any whole plant food is a good source of fiber uh, preferably uh, you want to get it through food but if you want to get an extra boost you can also get it through supplements but I personally don't recommend that, um, especially if you're already eating whole plant foods. You're already getting enough fiber from the food. You don't really need to add a supplement on it. Um, but that's also a good guideline to go across or to just do in general.
1: Yeah, Americans don't get enough fiber, so make right. sure you're getting enough of that yeah. during quarantine. I
0: think like the yeah, I think like the average intake is like 15 grams, if I remember right, uh, which is like half of the amount you are re- recommended to get in a single day. So, again, it's a general protocol or general recommendation that we should be doing on the normal anyway, but especially during quarantine when you're inside all day and you may overeat, fiber is even more critical to get into your diet.
1: Yeah, so the next tip is to avoid alcohol. And this may oh, be this a hard, hard one for some of you, but of I've been on a detox as well, but basically alcohol <laughs> um, lowers your immune system and we need our immune system at this time. It is the most important thing to prevent um, you getting the virus or just to attack against the virus. So we want to protect our immune systems during this time.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, like, during a pandemic, when you want your immune system to be relatively strong, of course, you don't want it. So, it's always a fine line, but it's like a little t- side tangent. Like, you don't want your immune system too weak, but you also don't want it too strong. Just because when you have it too strong, it can increase um, autoimmune diseases. But that's kind of a completely side point if I wanted to say that. But, um, yeah, during time of quarantine, psychoactive drugs like alcohol can lower your mental health status. It can make you uh, more anxious, just more depressed. Um, just feel in a lower mood, so to say. And this could be exacerbated with quarantine, right? So, like, you're already self isolating, so to say. You're like trying to keep away from people in person. And if you add in a psychoactive drug that can already lower mental health, uh, this, is, this is not a good duet, so to say. You're not in a good place, right? It's gonna be easier going down that hole.
1: Yeah, you have to remember alcohol is a depressant, so it's gonna lower your mood. And it can be very easy to just, like, drink more alcohol during isolation or whatever because yeah. you get bored. But
0: um Yeah, this is a really hard one. It's sort of like a lot of people, when they're in quarantine, they may want to drink more alcohol just to feel a bit better or just uh, they don't feel as lonely, so to say. But in the long run, this will or this can actually uh, backfire on you um, later down the road, so to say. So... Yeah, for some of us it's really hard but if you're able to do it try to avoid alcohol if possible but if you're trying or if you're drinking alcohol just from lack of social interactions another important tip is just when it when it comes to socializing just to enjoy your family meals so this is obviously just another general recommendation that if you can follow that'd be great but having more time with your family having more time with your roommates trying to bond with them trying to have jokes with them Trying to eat with them. That's another strong way of uh, socializing with them is eating together. And this could help relieve some of the the feelings of loneliness, um, self-isolation when it comes to quarantine at this time. And this will just help you keep social in general.
1: Yeah, even if you don't live with your family, um, have a meal with your roommates. Um, Some of you may not talk to your roommates. Talk to them. Have a meal together. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Or if... um, have a meal over zoom or something like if you're right now obviously people can't date right now at least in person or at least you shouldn't date um some people have been doing over zoom i suppose have you know that some people are doing dates over zoom yeah i've seen a together. lot
1: of um quarantine dates they're really interesting
0: yeah it's, i mean if you told me that before it's like oh you know people will be dating over zoom and be like or like dating over a computer be like well why would people do that? So it's always better in person but when you're in situations as we are right now it's sort of a uh, The things we have to do. But that's also a good option if you're looking out to get a date. Just uh, have a food together.
1: Yeah, order some takeout and talk over Zoom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some uh, Zoom jokes. I don't know what some good Zoom jokes are, but yeah, you can also do that.
1: But yeah, anyways, this is a good time to enjoy some meals with the people that you are quarantined with.
0: And you're going to spend the entire day with them anyway. So Raz will get to know them a little bit more. If you're going to be with them the entire day. Alright, so that was good uh, getting back into this. It's, it's honestly a little bit weird uh, getting back into the radios thing just because we had been not able to do it for so long. But actually we're finally able to do it. So it was actually kind of weird talking to the mic again. How about you, Michelle? How did you feel?
1: Yeah, like right when we just started too. Like we've got six episodes in, yeah, we and the radio the station like shut down. Like we were barely getting started.
0: Yeah, we were getting into like the the swing of things. We were starting to learn the sta- the radio station, all the software, and then the Corona virus hit, and it kind of whack like whack us off our our know, like our railroad so our to mojo. say. Our mojo, yeah. And now we gotta kind of start all over again, trying to find things, how to do it from scratch again. But hopefully the way we're doing it right now is going to work um, for the foreseeable future.
1: But yeah, I think we've both had time to grow and learn more from this quarantine. So we're back and better than ever.
0: Yeah, the whole quarantine situation has definitely made, made me be able to learn some new things outside of the nutrition field, um, even, and even in the nutrition field that I previously would have been unable to do. But... That's at least one positive of it. It's just I've been able to explore different fields, learn more about uh, science, so to say. But speaking of science, uh, we'll get back from the break, uh, talk about the main topic of today's episode, which is plant-based diets. So it's a very exciting episode today. Uh, very, very trendy now at times.
1: And blue zones.
0: And the blue zones. Yes, those two are very interla- um How do you say inter interlace?
1: Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. I'm really. <laughs>
0: I'm good at English. I promise you I'm really good at English. But that's what the, the topic of the day, plant-based diets and Blue Zones, right after we come back from the break.
1: Welcome back to Foodology Radio. Today's episode is all about Blue Zones and plant-based diets. So what exactly is a Blue Zone?
0: Yeah, so a Blue Zone is actually a very interesting ish- uh, topic that a lot of people like studying in when it comes to health science, just because, um, as you as you're aware, Michelle, like blue zones are typically defined as like areas where people have higher longevity and like higher lifespans than normal. And from this, people like studying them, seeing what factors and what lifestyles they have that actually make them live to a lot longer than what the usual age is that many people live.
1: Right. So the person who discovered Blue Zones, Dan Buettner, found that there were about nine guidelines that um, these people tend to follow, that tend to live longer.
0: Yeah. So that's also, I guess, a good reminder for the episode is that this episode will be predominantly uh, talking about the diet aspects of their lifestyle. But it's also important to recognize the other aspects of healthy living that these people also followed. Uh, Which just what the nine factors are about.
1: Yeah, a lot of these guidelines are also generally just about general well-being. Like, for example, um, one of them is purpose. So people in these blue zones tend to have a strong sense of purpose.
0: Yeah, so it's like purpose being like a reason to wake up in the morning, right? A reason on why you want to live long in general, right? Uh, Have more days to do what your purpose is. So that's a very important part of just, like, really a happy life in general, but also an important part of a long longer living. But these are the areas that a lot of people like studying uh, when it comes to determining uh, what commonalities a lot of these uh, areas have in common and uh, what can actually promote uh, longer living.
1: So there's about nine um, factors into mm-hmm. long living that they discovered. And one of the first ones is... To move naturally, so a lot of people in these blue zones tend to incorporate natural movement throughout their day, rather than um, how we do it in today's society, where we just like have a workout in our schedule mm-hmm. for like one hour a day, and then we're like sedentary the rest of the day. You know, instead of doing that, they tend to have natural activities throughout the day that incorporate movement, such as gardening farming like walking housework
0: yeah so it's very different compared to how we do it here um, in the western world because a lot of the time we often dedicate only like an hour or an hour and a half of time in our day just to go work out and then as you said michelle we just stay sedentary the rest of the day but these people make sure to to do that whatever they do in the day involves some sort of movement so uh, the activities that you already mentioned michelle like walking and gardening um, it's a little bit hard doing it in Western society because cause a lot of things uh, are automated, so to say, or like technology can help us do these things, like uh, with tractors or with cars, especially, or elevators, right? We don't need to go walk everywhere. We don't need to go take up stairs. We don't need to go biking everywhere. But if you, you can find some ways of trying to involve natural movement into your lives, so like taking the stairs is a common example, or biking places is another common example. Uh, with biking, you can get your exercise in and you can also uh, save money just because you don't have to pay the gas. And you can also have a, a better environmental pro- footprint uh, just by not driving a car.
1: Yeah, for me, before COVID, it was a lot easier to incorporate natural movement <sighs> yeah. because we would be walking to class every day, I you know. know? Um, Now we're just at home, like at a desk all day. I mean, a lot of people use technology to help them, like, you know, those standing desks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, whatever way you can incorporate some movement into your day and not just be sedentary all day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So the second guideline to living a longer, healthier life is having a purpose. So these people in blue zones um, usually have a strong sense of purpose.
0: Yeah, so, like, purpose being, like, a reason to wake up in the morning, so to say. Like, what do you want to do in the day? Um, Like, why are you deciding to wake up? Uh, It's interesting enough, the Japanese, or specifically the Okinawans, called it, if I pronounce it right, Ikigai?
1: I think it's Ikigai.
0: Okay, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's how I read it. Ikigai. Um, Essentially, it's um, what they call it, having a purpose in life. Um, But... Yeah, just making sure having any reason of why you want to live long, essentially, is like another way of saying it. Uh, It's an important part of just not healthy living, but also happy living. Um, If you know what you want uh, in life, essentially, like what you want to do, I think it can also lead to a happier happier life as well, Um, besides just longer living.
1: Yeah, your purpose could be career or Mm -hmm. um, anything else that you find purposeful, but having that sense of purpose will add more years to your life.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: So the third guideline is downshift or having a way to de-stress.
0: Yeah, so de-stressing could mean different things to different people, but uh, an example with the Blue Zones, the Adventists often prayed, the Icarians often took naps. I think that's probably the most easiest out of all, uh, for all of us. And the or Sardinians did happy hour. Uh, also, another pretty one, or another pretty easy one, I think, for a lot of us to do. But those are just some examples on some ways that people can just relieve stress out of their lives. Um, besides, just like obviously trying to get the health benefits of trying to live longer from just having lower stuff stress levels, um, it can also just be nice just to have a better quality of life. Essentially, just rather than being stressed out all the time, you just take some time of your day just to do activities that for you relieve stress uh, whatever that is if it's like yoga or if it's for you if it's doing an exercise which can also pair well with physical activity and get the health benefits from physical activity too
1: so what are some of your favorite ways to downshift erin
0: yeah so um, for me personally i like to uh, meditate in the morning that's usually the best time i like to do it um, recently i've been getting the trumpet playing that's a nice way of just trying to do something outside of school, try to get better at playing music, uh, train, playing the trumpet that I've only recently gone back into after like four years of dropping it since high school. Um, also just for a lot of people, I think like a lot of people are just like watching YouTube videos, just relaxing, taking your mind out of work for a little bit just by watching some entertaining videos. Um, usually with those videos, it's also just something a little bit like learning. So like learning different topic that I want to learn just purely because I want to l- learn it rather than like, learning it because i have a good deadline Uh, i find learning a little bit more enjoyable that way Um, actually a little bit uh, a little bit relieving the stress depending on what the topic is and how interesting it is for me
1: yeah those are all great examples of things you could do to de-stress i guess for me um i do a lot of the similar things like meditating yoga taking walks napping like the icarians icarians napping (laughs) So those are my ways of downshifting. And the fourth Blue Zones guideline is the 80% rule. So people in Blue Zones tend to stop eating when their stomachs are about 80% full.
0: Yeah, so that's a handy way and a little simple way of trying to prevent um, overeating when uh, try to limit yourself to just 80%, which is a nice sweet spot just because it allows you to eat a little bit intuitively just so you're not uh, dieting so to say like um, very very hungry and you can sort of comfortably be in that range you're not overstuffed as well uh, so it's a nice guideline just to prevent really just excessive eating at, at points uh, that it that's a good rule a rule of thumb to follow by
1: yeah i actually heard of that rule before from my great-grandfather who lived to be 100 um oh, wow. he he ate until he was about 80 percent full and it's not a common um, thing nowadays when we have American-sized portions, <laughs> American <laughs> um, portions super-sized yeah. portions. But um, yeah, it just helps us control our portion sizes and not overeat.
0: Yeah, when you, when you said uh, American-sized portion, it kind of reminds me of the 800-calorie smoothie or like the over 1,000-calorie smoothie, I think. That was like super huge, ginormous of a smoothie that was in some fast food restaurant that we mentioned in the first episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot exactly what it was because we made it in our first episode, but yeah, in that case, it's definitely a, um, a little bit over the eighty percent rule. But uh, yeah, this rule prevents can help prevent overeating um, while still allowing you to eat to society and not being over or like not being too full or also not being too empty, so to say. The next guideline or the fifth guideline that we mentioned so far is the plant slanted uh, diet focus. So Uh, This part we'll go a little bit less detail into right now, because next episode in this series will hopefully be, or will be, uh, more focused on this particular aspect of it. But uh, the plant style is essentially, um, in general, just a diet that's predominantly whole plant foods that relies around, like I believe they say about 95% of calories from plants. Um, So like eating your beans, your vegetables, your fruit, your whole grains, making up most of your diet, and also having, if you if you per- persist, also having uh, limited meats and uh, avoiding or limiting dairy, and if you are going to eat meat, having to try to find um, more fatty fish uh, just for the omega-3s in it, if you are going to be uh, choosing to eat meats. So these are the diet patterns often seen within these populations. People who live the longest, they often have uh, this sort of diet going on with them, but as I said, right now, I'm not going to go too much in detail into it right now just because uh, next episode, we'll go into more detail about it.
1: Yeah, but um, typically centenarians, like you said, eat a predominantly plant-based diet with um, the occasional fish and rarely celebratory yeah. meat.
0: Yeah, the, the animal protein portion of it is mostly used for uh, celebratory purposes or maybe really only used for like a, like a condiment, sort of. It's not like an actual condiment actually, like obviously, but it's mostly used for like a, a really small portion of the plate and not the basis of the plate itself. So the sixth guideline, which is one I think a lot of people would enjoy following, that would be the easier one to follow, so to say, uh, a wine at five, uh, I don't know why it's at five, but wine at five, uh, so like moderate alcoholic drinks, um, in this case example, this example being wine, So this aspect of it is still a little bit uh, debated within health professionals and people who research this sort of thing if the wine and alcohol itself is what is providing the benefits, but uh, usually the recommendation still lies that if you are one who does drink alcoholic beverages, uh, trying to switch that towards wine and trying to limit it towards like once a day, um, if possible, is the more preferable route of doing things health-wise. But usually the recommendation still is if you don't drink alcoholic beverages now, um, it's not good enough of a reason to start drinking alcoholic beverages uh, for the health benefits that at least we see associated um, with his consumption.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like an optional thing. You can have yeah. wine um, with your Blue Zones diet, or if you if you don't already drink it, it do- it doesn't mean start
0: yeah especially for people who may be prone to like like addiction sort of things like if you're a person that you maybe have the personality of being addicted to psychedelics or like d- other drugs um, it's definitely not a good idea to start this for the health benefits of it just because you may be of a at-risk person for getting addictions to it and when you start getting addicted to alcoholic beverages and you start drinking a lot of it that's when you start having the The really like the the large negative health consequences of drinking a lot of alcohol but at least with this it shows you that uh, you can have alcoholic beverages preferably in wine forms if you do follow uh, the blue zone diet or the plant-based diet and still have great health outcomes in the end of it Um, so that's a really easy one i think for a lot of you to follow especially if you already do drink
1: i mean my philosophy is wine not (laughs) oh
0: oh my god (laughs) very very funny michelle very oh my god you and your puns
1: (laughs) but but anyways you can have one if you want to the next guideline um for blue zones is having a sense of belonging so people in blue zones communities um are generally faith-based and they have a strong sense of belonging
0: yeah so like having a connection a, a deep connection with your community so to say where uh, when you talk to them or when you go out in the community, you feel like you are in the right place, so to say, like you feel like you belong in where you be- where you live. Um, very, very ideal situation to be with your community. Um, and that will obviously bring you, uh, in addition to longer life expectancy, also a higher quality of life, uh, just with you being in a deep connection with the community.
1: Yeah, everyone just has their own place in their community. And that really helps with, um adding years to their life
0: and, ha- and general happiness too right yeah so speaking of community um also having the right tribe also and also um the other aspect of it is also kind of goes along with it is loved ones first so having a connection with other people right so uh, there's belonging and then there's liking and really enjoying your time with others so being in the right tribe so like you talk to the right or you, you talk to the, the person in the community and you feel like you can really, um, get along with them, get really making good jokes with them. Um, in our modern society, going out in the bar with them, so to say, is another way of saying it. Um, also, um, loved ones first. So having deep connections with your family. So trying to prioritize people that you really, really care in your life. So like prioritizing your, your friends, Prioritizing your family, your parents, your children; uh, those things are also often associated with uh, people who live in these blue zones.
1: Yeah. So these blue zone communities are very um, family centered. They have a really strong like um, family unit bond, but they also have uh, friends that they can talk to outside of their family for support and all of that.
0: Yeah. So it's. Also, uh, really important still, even during quarantine, to try to maintain um, connection with other people, right? So we're stuck at home all day, we're in virtual classes. Uh, still try to get along, uh, talk with your friends, uh, go out with them if you can, or safety-wise, of course. still so try to follow CDC guidelines and try to uh, be responsible in that way. And also try to still um, keep connection with your family, especially if it's a lot easier now if you just live at home, like many of us do, since. A lot of us are college students, and we went back home with our parents, so uh, trying to get along with them, trying to make more connections with them as well.
1: Just don't be a loner. (laughs) don't be a loner. (laughs) But um, definitely, you can connect with the people that you are quarantined with still. So, um, and also just taking advantage of FaceTime.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's modern technology, uh, almost as easy as ever, really, to try to find connections or... Uh, Meet with other people, right? Like go on forums, you can talk to people there, or especially almost as easy as ever is maintaining connections because you always just text them whenever you or try to FaceTime or Zoom them now, or any other like or Skype them, um, any other FaceTime uh, similar app. Uh, There's those are other ways for also trying to connect with other people.
1: Yeah, so those are the nine um, Blue Zones guidelines, and we'll get into the food guidelines when we come back from break. Welcome back to Foodology Radio. So before break we talked about the nine Blue Zones lifestyle guidelines and now we're going to talk about the ten Blue Zones food guidelines. So now we're just going to get into more of the specifics of the Blue Zones diet. So one of the first rules is the 95 to 5 rule. So This one says that 95% of your food should be fruits, vegetables, grains, greens, beans, and fruit.
0: Yeah, so having a a diet predominantly with whole plant foods is, as we said before, uh, the way the blue zone uh, population typically tends to eat. Uh, Just a little bit of a heads up though, but in this portion, we're going to be talking about the what to do, so essentially the guidelines of it. and next, epi- next episode next we'll episode we talk about more about the the more direct benefits of eating a more plant-based diet um having like the 95-5 rule. but so f- for this part we're just going to be going over like the what to do is essentially the guidelines uh the more simpler versions of it um the more uh, cut and dry version of it essentially but yeah having a diet mostly of the whole plant foods is what they tend to do and also the 5% portion of it being more like the animal proteins part of the diet. So like uh, predominantly fish, if you're going to be consuming uh, meats, uh, but also very, very limited portions of like red meat and um, also very limited portions of dairy and eggs as well. Um, so even with the 5% rule, I'm still trying to keep it a little bit more mindful of what that 5% is. So in this case, obviously being um, fatty fish uh, with for those omega-3s, um, rather than like, having like beef or pork or something like that
1: and that leads us into our next guideline which is to limit meat Um, so meat is considered more of a celebratory food in um, these blue zones Mm -hmm. and like we said earlier when they do consume meat it's a really small portion size so the guidelines say portions should be no larger than a deck of cards once or twice a week And the meat that is consumed is primarily fish, like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And they avoid processed meats like hot dogs, bacon, and sausage.
0: Yeah, so even with the meats that they do eat, which is not very much, it's still more mindful choices of meats to eat. So so the popular meats that people like to often eat here in North America, like the hot dogs, the, the burgers, the bacon, the sausages... Uh, these are the meats that's often not recommended to eat on the Blue Zone uh, diet or at least that they eat in. Uh, it's primarily been more of like unrefined, uh, less processed meats, uh, particularly fish as well. Uh, we, keep on, we keep on harping on fish, but uh, that is the meat that they, that is the healthier meat essentially to choose from that they've been eating. So speaking of fish, which apparently we've been talking about really a lot now that I think about it, um, that is the next point. Um, so essentially uh, the people in the blue zones, what they all had in common was that uh, the they do enjoy fish up to three times per week um so again, still in limited quality and quantities, but um with the meat of their choice, it is typically fish uh wild caught uh, preferably
1: wild caught salmon or smaller fish like sardines and trouts
0: yes, or and again like. Those are the options that they typically have been uh, eating in regards to meat. But even then, it's the limited portion sizes of a deck of cards or three ounces Uh, still applies even to fish um, as it does with red meat, pork or any other meat that's not fish.
1: Another food that they limit is dairy.
0: Yeah, so uh, dairy being the vegetarian source of animal protein, uh, they still limit dairy uh, significantly and so this is another guideline that a lot of them have in common and regarding cheese um, cheese is also especially limited since it's very very high in uh, calories and animal fats or saturated fat and so typically they recommend to try an ice cube size portion um, size of cheese if you do have it uh, either regular cheese or goat cheese uh, whatever cheese you eat um, if you want to flavor your food so uh, just, just keep Keep that in mind, um, dairy is still something that if you're going to be following the Blue Zone diet or if you are going to try to mimic um, their diet, so to say, it's still something that you want to limit.
1: And as for eggs, they typically limit their intake to about three times per week.
0: Yeah, so even with the other vegetarian source of animal proteins, they s- still limit that still to uh, three times per week. So if you do eat um, eggs, it's still uh, recommended, at least from the Blue Zones, or at least um associated with the blue zones to limit the eggs to three times per week.
1: Yeah, so that's a lot of limiting, but one thing yeah. that they do eat every day is beans. They always have a cup of beans every day.
0: Yeah, so it gets to the point of the plant-slanted diet, right? Um, most of the limiting regarding is re- is in regards to primarily like animal proteins or um, like refined sugar, which we'll get to later, but... A lot of like the bulk of their diet, what they promote, like eat more of, are the whole plant foods and especially a uh, daily dose of beans. Uh, something that a lot of us do not get enough of in a day. So eating about a cup of, de- of beans daily, um, primarily at least I do it uh, through lunch or dinner. They do it through breakfast. I don't know how they do it through- for breakfast. I personally don't want to eat beans for breakfast. What but... about
1: um tofu scramble? Yeah, including tofu. All beans count, including oh, tofu. Yeah. Or chickpea scramble
0: yeah so I guess there's yeah there's some ways of incorporating beans to your breakfast making it more like a regular traditional American breakfast way like a tofu scramble or, a or chickpea if scramble. you're
1: British you can have baked beans and toast or for baked be- breakfast. Okay,
0: yeah. okay I guess I, I get I guess I'm proven wrong <laughs> I guess you can't have beans uh, for breakfast and not make it
1: beans for breakfast 2020
0: all right yeah make that make that a campaign slogan <laughs> so yeah Promotion of beans is a very important aspect in them. Uh, Beans are one of the the healthiest foods to eat. They're very, very high in protein, very high in fiber, uh, very filling, and also with many of us, uh, they're also very, very cheap and easily accessible for the most part. You can either get them dried or canned. Um, If you get them canned, they can last longer and are already cooked for you. Um, Again, with them, you could add salt if you wanted to, but again, it's recommended not to add salt to them. Um, or other sugars as well, or other any chemicals to them. Uh, again, I, I, me personally, I think it depends on the chemical, but you know, like salt, sugar, uh, things that you pr- preferably don't want to be eating alongside your beans. So, a little bit more plain, so to say.
1: Yeah, so my go to is canned beans, be- just because it's the easiest and you can recycle the cans when you're done. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, when you do go for canned beans, just be sure it has no added salt or any of the extra stuff.
0: Yeah, some of them had a lot of added sugar. Apparently, um, I don't know why. I mean, I don't think beans would have a lot of sugar in them when you add it. Like I don't know. I, I wouldn't think beans being a recipe to add sugar to, but some of the canned recipes or some of the canned beans do have a lot of added sugar to them.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, so I didn't know that either. i I mostly go for the same can of bean over and over again, so I I wouldn't know. I just get the cheaper one store brand one would you the cheapest and they usually don't add the extra sugar to it uh, but some of the more like big brand names uh, they do do that so speaking of sugar uh, that kind of sways us perfectly the next guy line of slashing sugar or limiting sugar so limiting added sugar preferably so like not sugar from fruits but more specifically added sugar um, limiting it to only around seven teaspoons or if you want to look at it more through weight like 28 grams but i think the more uh, practical portion of it will be the seven teaspoons of it daily. So like limiting cookies, cakes, uh, candies, especially if Halloween's coming up, uh, try to still limit candies if you can or not, whatever. You know, it's your diet. What are we... Who We're not going to control you, but still keep mindful of the amount of sugar that you have in your diet uh, that's added in it and try to limit it to around seven teaspoons per day.
1: Yeah, so 28 grams sounds like a lot, but... There could easily be 50 grams of sugar in a can of soda. So be sure to monitor how much sugar you're consuming, read labels, and try to avoid foods with more than 8 grams of sugar. And as for sweeteners, um, they usually go for honey as their go-to sweetener. Personally, I like maple syrup. It's really similar. But
0: Yeah, so there's other ways of making your food sweet. Um, trying to find like natural sugars, so to say, um, and of course still trying to limit them because those are still, um, primarily added sugars. Um, but if you are going to add it, try to still limit it, but if, if you're still going to go for it, um, making those your choices, um, me personally, um, having a limited amount of, uh, artificial sweeteners, if you want to avoid the calories completely, uh, that's also a feasible alternative, but. It's a little bit not, obviously that's not what they do, but uh, me personally, I think that's another alternative that could be feasible, at least in a uh, reasonable portions.
1: So the next guideline is to snack on nuts. So the guideline is to eat about a handful of nuts daily. And if you don't already eat nuts in your daily life, this may be kind of hard for you, but... I'm used to eating nuts. In high school, I used to bring a bag a baggie of nuts every day to class, oh, wow. and I would just snack on that. So,
0: yeah, so that's yeah, that's a again a, a one example of one way you can make it a routine. Try to eat more healthy fats, right, from uh, plant-based sources. So in this case, nuts, but also seeds like a, like a flax seeds or chia seeds.
1: Or, hemp, seeds, or hemp seeds chia seeds oh you said chia seeds. yeah i said chia
0: <laughs> but like almonds pistachio um walnuts especially walnuts another uh, good source of omega-3 fatty acids um those are the ones that you need in your diet and you, you always hear all the boasting about the health benefits of omega-3s but hazelnuts uh, also another um, good source of healthy fats in it um, so that's trying to make those your snacks um, obviously still uh, with nuts it's a little bit of, um, interesting topic. Just because they are very, very high in calories for the amount of um, ounces you have in them, so still try to keep mindful of the snacking that you do with them. Obviously, you don't want to have half of your calories coming from your snacks. But um, if you are going to snack, try to have it like a healthy fat too, especially if it can fill you up. The fat portion of it, it's a little bit more filling, or it's a bit more filling than um, uh, carbohydrates, so to say. So um, that's are no a good choice for snacks.
1: And as for bread, the Blue Zones Diet recommends that you only eat sourdough or 100% whole grain bread.
0: Yeah, so like not trying to um, make your bread choices, the white breads or the flour tortillas, rather than choosing the corn tortillas. Uh, Again, more mindful uh, bread choices to make uh, rather than choosing the white bread that many of us here in America and other Western worlds um, or other Western countries Uh, often prefer to to go through. You know, actually, I I never actually had sourdough bread, interesting. So I I don't know the taste profile of it. Maybe you can say more of how it tastes.
1: Really? Sourdough is my go-to. So what do you order at Subway?
0: Oh, when I order at Subway? uh, Funny thing, I have not been in Subway for a very, very long time. But uh, when I did go to Subway, uh, that was before I was as health conscious as I was before. And I was primarily, I think I mostly went for the the white bread i think so wow. definitely not blue zone approved <laughs> so yeah I, I i never ate that much sour bread um or ever i think maybe i ate it once but i don't know if it counts i don't even know if it was sour bread i think it was like garlic bread i don't even know if that actually is like proper sour bread but yeah maybe i'll tr- I'll definitely try it after this um definitely got my reminder of gaining some sourdough i guess see how it is
1: yeah, you should definitely try sourdough bread.
0: Yeah, I definitely was. Good recommendation from Michelle and the Blue Zones apparently.
1: And the next Blue Zone tip is go holy whole. That's, so. that's
0: an interesting title of it. <laughs> um,
1: so basically, just eat whole foods is what it's trying to say.
0: Yeah, the. That's a really, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm thinking like that's a weird title to give us it. too much too much puns, but yeah, but the purpose of it or the general short message of it is again try to eat primarily whole foods from um, Try to make it um, as least processed as you can feasibly make it uh, fewer than five ingredients is a good general rule um, It's a general rule. It's not technically like um, 100% accurate like you could have an ingredient with like eight ingredients But they're all really good ingredients They're all whole food ingredients, but it just exceeds five but generally in the real world Anything more than five ingredients or around that range, typically it's very, very processed food. And you, with that rule of thumb, you'll be able to get rid of most processed foods and follow this goal holy whole. As I, I, don't know, I don't know if I like that title, but you could be able to follow that guideline of eating primarily uh, whole foods.
1: And lastly, the Blue Zones Diet recommends that you drink mostly water.
0: Yeah, very, very basic drink, but um, has the benefit of just not having any extra calories to it. And of course, it's just water, so you know what you're getting for the most part. Um, if you are going to drink some sweetened drinks or like some drinks of flavor, have it be like teas or coffee, or like we mentioned before, the wine at five, apparently. Um, if you do drink alcoholic br- drinks, and again with friends too, try to make it community-based if you can drink them with friends.
1: So yeah, the Blue Zones diet does not recommend at all that you have any sugary sweetened drinks or diet sodas
0: so those are the general uh, blue zone guidelines that uh, what they practice Um, hopefully you guys enjoy listening to the the guideline portion of it but a short takeaway from it is just to remember that plants tend to rule the day and that if you can opt for more plant-based options in your food choices whenever you can And to also not forget the other aspects of healthy living that we went through, like um, naturally moving, uh, community involvement, and having good relationships and prioritizing your relationships as examples of other aspects of healthy living that that you shouldn't be uh, forgetting when you're focusing on diet.
1: And this week's recipe of the week comes straight from the Blue Zones website. They have um, a whole column of recipes you can choose from that follow the blue Mm. zones guidelines so today's recipe is the adventist brown rice salad so this is vegetarian plant-based and vegan and it's a one bowl meal that's seasoned with a turmeric dressing and it's mixed with veggies like cucumbers red bell pepper black olives and pine nuts and brown rice
0: that sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it combines a lot of Mediterranean flavors, and you can check out the full recipe on our website.
0: Yeah, so um, you could all, if, as you could, always can, uh, if you want to look at this recipe, as Michelle said, go through our website. We have a photo of it and more specific details about it. So I guess that ends today's episode. So, um, do you have any last words, Michelle, before we end it?
1: Um, hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you took something away from the, our longest living elders, and we'll see you next episode.
0: Yeah, so again, appreciate you guys listening to us, um, especially with our um, getting into the plant-based diets in our next episode. That will be a very exciting episode as we talk about more about the benefits of it. But uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate your time with us, and we will see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Check out our website at foodologyradio.weebly.com.
1: You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.
0: And check us out on Instagram at CSULB Foodology Radio. Catch Catch us us next next week week on Tuesday Tuesday at at noon. noon.